Hey everybody, welcome to the Bagman Boardcast, episode number 239. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to, coming out December 10th, 2014. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we're bringing you our trade and policy, and this is actually a listener request. We're taking a look at... Image Comics, Rat Queens, Volume Number 1, Sass and Sorcery. And uh, before we get into any of that, uh, we have a beer cracked open in front of us, Paul. Yes. Uh, Paul and I are drinking... Paul, can you drink it today? I can drink today. I can okay. drink tonight. Paul and I are drinking all Saisons. We have three Saisons that we're going to drink. Uh, first is Dual Artisanal Ship from uh, Perennial Ales. And saisons are what kind of what what does that mean again? They are uh, Belgian style beer, um, usually bottle fermented, a um, little bit of spice, a little bit of tart, a little yeasty, yeasty, earthy kind of uh, beer. Uh, one of our favorites, mm-hmm. and leaves uh, sediment <laughs> in my glass at least. This yeah, this one is very sediment heavy. Uh, normally they say hey, uh, all that sediment on the bottom of the uh, bottle. You want to drink that because that's where all the vitamins are. Um, so it's like the skin on the potato, right? Mm-hmm. Not my favorite saison. You know what? It, when we opened it up, I'm like, wow, it has a really nut- nice lemon citrusy nose to it. <clears throat> uh, I get a little bit of that, but it's more earthy, you know, at, on the tail end than uh, you know than on the taste. Like I get a nice citrus nose, but um, it's got some tartness to it, mm-hmm. a little pucker. Um, mm-hmm. Not none of the spices that I usually really want out of a saison. Yeah. Um, not bad drinking wise, but it's not it's not what I'm desperately looking for. No, six point nine percent. Yeah, it's nice. It's a refreshing saison. It isn't that spice heavy saison. No, it's something a little bit different. You know, maybe like a lemongrass type taste, but definitely earthy on, on the uh, back end. I enjoy it. It's good. It's depends on the price point. Thirteen ninety nine. Nope. Nope. Don't like it. Hi <laughs> <laughs> guys. Hi guy. You guys beat though. Oh yeah. W- what do you got? Uh, what I'm drinking is from Shorts Brewing here in Michigan. It's actually from Elk Rapids, so it's like two hours away from here. Um, this is Juicy Tree. It is, and I quote, an experimental IPA brewed with. Spruce tips, cranberries, and juniper berries. Ooh. Um, when I first saw this, I was kind of afraid of it because I half expected it to be like the Sierra Nevada celebration, which was just that overly piney, mm-hmm. basically like licking a Christmas tree. Um, pleasantly surprised by it. It's pretty light. It's got the nice little sweetness after you swallow, and that's where you get like that you spruce tip and then the... Uh, like the berries come in. It's very drinkable. I was actually surprised by it. I checked into this one on a, uh, as a 3.5 on untapped. And this is actually 7.5%. Wow. This is my second one of the night, too. Ooh. Yeah, I, you don't you, get any kind of alcohol from it. It's pretty smooth. You, you don't work tomorrow. You go, girl. I don't work tomorrow. I'm off. I'm doing stuff for the website. But, uh, this was actually like $15. <laughs> For a six-pack. Woof. Well, I mean, that's for a six-pack, and what you, what was the percent alcohol you said? 7.5. 
It's not too bad. Um, it's it's expensive, but it's definitely something different. Yeah. Does it make you want to salute that brewery? I wouldn't say that. Oh, so you don't want to salute your shorts? Oh, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This comes from the guy that made what kind of jokes again? <laughs> that Thai? Are you talking about my Thai food? Pie? Yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't tell you the other one after that. Because <laughs> oh. I said, like, hey, I hope you have a good dinner. For show. Sure. Oh. Like, foe. Get it? Mm-hmm. I think Thai food jokes, everybody. You only get them here at the Bang Board. I think it's actually pronounced fa. Is it? From what I learned from friend of the show Ed. Well, because me and him went out for fa the other night. All, all I have to say to friend of the show Ed is, well, fa la 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 la. I don't care. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say ichi ichi ichi. <laughs> um. By the way, now. John, you'll kind of get this because you watched uh, Big Hero 6. Now, anytime anyone asks me to fist bump them, afterwards they go like, la, 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 la. <laughs> Yes, that's hilarious. That's a great movie. Well, what else is great? News uh, about movies, right? News about movies. We got a lot of it this week. Yeah. Uh, how about some casting news for... Everything? <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad first. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go there. Um... Some of the main, really, it might be suicide. Mm, some of the main players: uh, Jared Leto as Joker. Uh, this is something that's been rumored for a while, and we didn't talk about it on the show because it was one of those things where we had a bunch of other stuff going on. I was like, "Hey, we don't need to talk about someone being talked about mm-hmm. for a role that's being talked about." Right. Uh, but yeah, Jared Leto as the Joker in a team ensemble movie. With Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yep, I, uh, played by Margot Robbie. Which, I guess she's an actress? I, I've never seen her in anything. I um, don't know who she is. Yeah, I don't think she's had any, like, he, I, as far as I know, no huge starring roles. Hey, if, if we're wrong, please feel free to call, uh, correct us. Uh, her Wikipedia page says, uh, she's an Australian actress that, uh, is on a Australian soap opera, Neighbors, or Neighbors, because you don't... Do they pronounce it. it different over there, Paul? I think, well, yeah, they pronounce it with a Australian accent. Okay. They pronounce it complete, Fosters. Complete sidebar. Pronounce Neighbors with an Australian accent. Paul, we've already heard yours. John, go. <laughs> I, I gotta get into my Australian. G'day, mate. Neighbors. There you go. Oh, that was a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. probably go, Neighbors. <laughs> Uh, she is known for the most recent thing you might have seen her in is uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I didn't see that. I didn't either. Half the people I like heard about, uh, from about it were like, oh, it's awesome. And then the other half were like, no, it's overrated. Yeah. I, that's just about everything, though, isn't it? <clears throat> um, yeah. And then uh, Will Smith is going to be, as I called it, Deadshot. Ah, uh, so you... You, you were dead on. I was that. dead on. Oh. Was right on the mark. Uh, and then you have, um, Rick Flagg being played by Tom Hardy. And then, uh, Captain Boomerang. Uh, this guy's name is escaping me. Jay Courtney. There you go. Um, now here's the thing, like, when I saw this, I was like, I don't know who this is, and I just saw Captain Boomerang 
on uh, Arrow the other day, and that dude looked like Captain Boomerang. Yeah, he 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 was a good Captain Boomerang in the in the Arrow. Like he looked like the uh, the brightest day Captain Boomerang, where he had like like the scruff with the mutton chops. Like the dude looked really good as Captain Boomerang. I haven't looked into uh, Jake Courtney yet. Um, he was in um. The last uh, Bruce Willis Die Hard movie, he played uh, I didn't, John McClane's son, and he... oh, that kid! Oh, okay. Chris is disappointed by that I'm, kid. I just got very disappointed and sad. Chris would rather see Bruce well, he, Willis's he was, kid and he was kid. A, he was a grown man in that movie. Was he? Yeah, in the last Die Hard movie. Yeah, I don't know. You're not you're not thinking of Justin Long, are you? From the Die Hard movie before that, you're not, I might be. Yeah, was there a Die Hard movie that I missed, guys? The last one, probably. Where there, it's like John McClane and his son uh, in Russia. When did that come out? <laughs> it came out. Remember when we were like, oh, that that movies or that that birds eating that Cheeto, just like in Die Hard. Remember when we did that for like two weeks? No. <laughs> anyway, it's on the show. Us talking about I that. Be- I believe it, but okay. So there's a Die Hard movie that I completely missed. Yes, uh, he's also going to be in the new um, Terminator Genesis. He's uh, starring in that as well. Okay. Been hearing good buzz about Terminator Genesis. Uh, have you seen the trailer? No. Uh, it looks really good. It, I haven't it, watched that yet, but I saw it was uh, uh, really good. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, so is that everybody? Uh, no, because we're also going to be getting Enchantress in it. Oh, played that's by right. Cara Delvine. Delvine. I'm not sure how it's actually pronounced. Mm. Uh, which Enchantress kind of surprised me. Well, maybe that's how they tie it into uh, Dark Universe. Gil Toro's Justice League movie. Wait, cause that's something else that was kind of not announced but talked about is that the Justice League Dark movie will be taking place in the same same universe, universe as the rest of the stuff. Well, that's know, but how do we feel about uh, Suicide Squad based off of this like casting stuff? Um, most of them I, I I'm fine with. I'm just really thrown off with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's just going to be in the movie, like a little cameo as the Joker, I'm a little more okay with it. But mm-hmm. the Joker on the Suicide Squad team mm-hmm. is a little bizarre to me. Yeah, he, the jo- I like the Joker when he's used as a force of nature, and that he's just there, not to be a thorn in just the a superhero side, but just in everybody's side. He's out for himself, and only for himself. And he will mess up everybody's plans just because they're not his plans. Yeah. So. I hope the Joker stuff's kind of played almost like you're saying, like, you get one scene with the Joker, it sets stuff up, like, he's a character in the background, like, you see him in Arkham Asylum, or, like, an Argus holding facility, whatever they decide to do with this, and then we move on. Uh, yeah, almost like... But what? I don't know if, like, you would get someone like Jared Leto to be playing a character like this for one seat and if at that point it would even be announced like hey leto we got leto here guys well i feel like that's something that they would keep like could he be and then you find out 
like at the movie, like, oh my god. What if what if the Joker's the main villain? Like the, the Suicide Squad's there to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to kill the Joker, like to break into Arkham and kill the Joker while he's being held there. I feel like if you're going Suicide Squad, you need to have them going some stupid, crazy, big goal. Like, they're going to be airdropped from a helicopter into some random DC Universe country like Kandahak or something to take out some militant, like, terrorists. But you, you don't send them after the Joker. Yeah. I would agree with Chris. Like, it's got to be an over-the-top suicide mission where mm-hmm. most likely they are not coming back from. And, and not to say infiltrating Arkham to get the Joker wouldn't, but that's like... All right. Like infiltrating scale. Uh, DC's equivalent to North Korea, where the Joker has set himself up as the, like, Rasputin or Kim Jong-il. Yeah, where he's, he's the king. Where he's kind of like... The ro- the yeah like the Rasputin he's the yeah. like top advisor, and the Justice League can't go in there without risking a war. So and the U.S. government can't do it. So, boom, you send in the Suicide Squad because uh, if they are caught, they're gonna explode their heads because they don't want them talking to anybody. How about how about them apples, Chris? That, that fulfill okay, you know, your requirements? That, that, could be, that could be possible. All right, thank you. <laughs> possible. Here's the thing to not get all arrowy on this discussion. I like the suicide stuff we've gotten on Arrow so far. Uh, I would agree. Uh, I I don't know her name, but I like who plays Amanda Waller. Like, there's rumors going around that, like, Oprah's going to be... Amanda Waller. Oprah said that she's like so far like wanted to play that. I don't know if that's anything true. Okay. I think that would be so bizarre. And we're finally getting to that point where it's like I get what uh, the guy that plays Oliver Queen, like Stephen Amell's been like saying like if you're in a DC Universe property that already exists and you're playing a character you should be playing that character in everything. Because that was his like big thing, like where he thinks that Grant Gustin should be playing Barry Allen in the Flash movie. I I completely agree because while they're semi-established, not everyone watches those shows. I realize that they do such a great job in those roles that I could be saying this as a fan of that show and just being familiar with that character. I don't want to see someone else playing them. Uh, I would agree, and the other thing that he Stephen Amell said was like, don't announce it like right after the show starts that yeah. you're going to get a movie with a different actor. Because mm-hmm. that really takes away from that guy's thunder of like, why even, why even show up every day and do my best at playing this character when it almost feels like I'm not getting that a nod to be like, hey, you're doing a really great job. I, I feel bad not preparing for this, but the dude that plays Deadshot. On air, like he's appeared like in three or four episodes now. Can you imagine being him and then having to go to work after Deadshot appeared in the movies played by Will Smith? Smith. That that's that day you call in sick. <laughs> it's but it's the DC multiverse 
ness just bleeding into their other the the other uh, formats, I guess. It's they're going to be like, no, the comics have their own format, you know, their own versions of the characters. TV has their versions of the characters, and the movies have their own versions. And I would and, rather, and that's what Jeff John said too. Like, you know what? We we have a multiverse. Like, we can mm-hmm. play to this. I would rather have this than have. Well, we can't do the Flash TV sh- series because we're thinking about maybe one day doing the Flash movie with the rest of the Justice League. So we can't have a television show because we can't have that actor who we're going to play pay millions for in in the movies run around and just do a television role. So. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. And we can't have a cartoon, have them running around in a cartoon series either, or do it anywhere else, because it messes up with our long-term film plans. You know, if it means that, hey, I get an awesome television series, and also I get to have them play in a movie, cool. Like, and hopefully that, uh, the whole Red Skies teaser from the very first episode of Flash, uh, pans out somehow. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, like, not to make this that Marvel versus DC argument, you have Marvel and their uh, shared universe playing into that strength right now, though. Because you have characters appearing in both the movies and the TV shows. And they're feeding into each other. And that's probably the strength of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. It's like because the... Yeah, go ahead. It's tied into that so much. And we have more stuff coming from the Marvel Universe, not just with the movies, but on TV, because we have a lot going over on Netflix with the Defender show coming out, and just announced that Kristen Ritter will be playing Jessica Jones over on that Netflix show, which will be debuting in 2015. And they're also in talks. See, that was another news story, but I tried to tie it into our other. Yeah, yes, that was, was nicely good. done. Stealth segue, Paul. I will. Not anymore. I, I appreciated for for the segueness of it until you called it out. But we have to mention our segues. Okay, now I drink. Yep. Uh, and also, I did too. <laughs> they're getting close to uh, Luke Cage, and the guy that they've been speaking to um, looks really good. Like, oh yeah, that guy. Luke Cage. I I can't remember the actor's name, and I didn't think about looking it up. Well, we we hardly even mentioned uh, Kristen Ritter, uh, who is cute. You know, she she was in Gilmore Girls. That's the first time I noticed her on the like final two seasons of that show. I only know her from the show uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Yep. I know she's been in some other stuff. Like she was. uh, She was in Breaking Bad. She was in Veronica Mars. I know. she was in um, New Girl. She played like the crazy Russian model, right? No, that her or was that no. someone else? That was somebody no. else. Okay, then yeah, I only know her from the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, look, she's a very animated kind of person, at least in Gilmore Girls, and she can play kind of a fun, over the top kind of person. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see her. Well, I didn't see Breaking Bad, and I assume she. Played a dark king pretty character in that. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, let's see. Now, now, John. Yes. Can you see her with the guy that they're talking to or is talking about playing Luke Cage? Um. 
no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> What's this? I don't. I don't understand really the question because, like, I don't know. If screen chemistry is screen chemistry, right? Like, yeah, you can't you never, tell just from it's gonna happen. pictures of. Yeah, you never know what, how it's going to work out and how it's going to happen until yeah. it kind of sizzles. That was just one of those questions I threw out there because John was talking about. Oh, and you wanted to bring it back? Okay. Yeah. To look at. Um. Now for the Jessica Jones stuff. Do we hope they do her as that I used to be a superhero, now I'm not type character, or do you want to see her in action with the defenders getting to know like Power Man and Daredevil? I wanna see her as the old school you know, she used to be a superhero, teen superhero. Now she's not. She grew up and grew out of it. But then, you know, as soon as I thought I was out, they pull me back in, kind of thing, and that's the whole series is like her with the detective agency kind of getting in over her head and being like, no, this is, this is a job for a superhero. This is a job for Jessica Drew or Jessica Jones. Uh, she kind of looks like she would make a better, um, hot girl. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Maybe. (laughs) I could could see that. Um, yeah, I'm, I really, I'm interested. I think they're gonna do a bang up job with these series no matter what. So I would be interested if it is the, you know, grown up out of that, I'm not a superhero anymore, um, detective agency, you know, a little more spy stuff. <laughs> because she was in, she, he, Ben just created her for Alias, right? Yeah. So that was more a little more spyish. Um, so I'd be interested to see how they do it and what they're going to do. But I definitely think that you're going to see, you know, Luke Cage pop up in her, oh. in her series. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Paul. <laughs> oh, I thought John was going there. In other uh, Marvel news, we finally got official word that Benedict Cumberbatch will be playing uh, Doctor Strange. After it, official, like, officially, official. like it has been announced, he has said, "Like, oh yeah, I'm doing it." Let me talk about something else now. Uh, he's going to be Doctor Stephen Strange. Hmm. Hmm. Thoughts, or has this been something we've talked about enough? I, I think like, we've okay, talked fine, about okay. it enough, and it makes sense. He's got a otherworldly look to him. Every time I look at him, I'm like, that guy. He. His cheekbones start above his eyes. <laughs> I'm like, You're so creepy. I don't get it. I'm like, he, he does kind of look like he's kind of half dragon, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. I expect him to just like go home and sleep on a pile of gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this Marvel deal, he will. Yes, he could. Uh, no, I think he's. I think he's a good choice. When they said they're going to be making this, like it's the, the internet exploded saying him. Um, it makes sense. He he fits that. He's got a bunch of nerd cred. Um, I think he'll do a good job, depending if they do it right. And I imagine they're going to do it right. I hope so. I want this to be the like quote unquote horror movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and I, I mean, they got they got good people at this point in line 
to uh, be doing that. But somebody might be stepping out like they may have done over on Star Trek, Paul. Oh, yeah. Uh, I stepped away from that article because I forgot. Damn it, Paul. That was another great segue that I did. (laughs) That was, but I was reading for another article. Yeah, your stupid PlayStation thing. Yeah. uh, John. Way to call attention to your segue. Hey, no, oh, I got hey, drink. let's get a drink. Re- Roberto Orchi, no longer directing Star Trek Three, He's stepped down. He will still be a producer, but he will no longer be the director. Why is that? But, but there's a rumor. be director, then? There's a rumor, uh, right? There is a rumor. Did you see this, Chris, that they may be in talks with uh, Edgar Wright to direct the next Star Trek? I did see that, and... Dude, that movie's gonna be quirky <laughs> as shit. <laughs> Uh, I think, I think it's just one of those fan things that somebody started that rumor. Cause it would be really weird to have him do that movie. I think, I think I'd like to see his Star Trek, but I don't know. I, I, I agree. Like, I think it would be basically Galaxy Quest at that point. <laughs> like, With a lot of cuts. Such a different take on it. And not to say that he can't do that J.J. Abrams style, because, I mean, this is the man that, you know, was tapped by Marvel to do Ant-Man. And they're not going to just go completely quirky, but I just see him having such a different style from what's been done before that you can't just see, you know, here's Star Trek, here's Enter, uh, Enter Darkness, like, and then here's Captain Kirk's Big Day Out, where... It's just, like, fucking weird quick cuts and Simon Pegg. Oh, my God, Simon Pegg would be in it. Uh, Never yeah. mind. Change my mind. <laughs> um, what I think you do have with Edgar Wright is a guy that gets, you know, he gets genres. You know, when he mm-hmm. he got the video game comic book um Versus the world was his name. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Like he Which got that. just rewatched the other night. Still um, awesome. I, I I listened to the soundtrack yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like he would get okay. I'm making a Star Trek movie. This is how I'm gonna make it. You know, it's not gonna be just all his artsy kind of fast cuts, this or that. But I think that he could do. I think he could do a good job. I think he has the mind to say, all right, I'm making this kind of movie, this is how I'm going to make it. His fight scenes are a lot of fun in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I could I could have used that in the uh, fight scene between Khan and Spock. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that fight made me think of, like, Star Wars, like when they're fighting mm-hmm. on all that... All the, all the junk shit. Yep. All the well, in semi-related news, um, Ant-Man just wrapped up on uh, filming. And director Peyton Reed has said uh, on Twitter, like, hey, finish filming and stay tuned. So hopefully we'll get some footage or some sort of teaser trailer somewhat soon uh, based off of that. Um, did you see, like, on the the, the upcoming um, Inhumans cover, um, it has all the Inhumans sitting there, and then they have all the design pattern that they've been doing in S.H.I.E.L.D., on the platform that they're on, I didn't see that. It's like the it's all like, like the, the that circles and dashes, yeah, and the squiggles. That's kind of cool. It just seems like if you're if you're if you're not watching that series, 
you might want to start because I believe you're going to get introduced to the Inhumans anytime now. Because whatever he's affected with is Tetrigan? Uh, Maybe? N- no. No? Did they say? I'm I think sure. it's, yeah. Oh. I don't give anything away. The yeah, obelisk, because they were dealing with that obelisk for a while there. Yeah. Maybe okay. Kree. Ah. And that's... That's what I was really hoping for when that show started off, and I remember talking about that. I was like, I want the show to feed back into the well, the Cree. It did the experiments on the on human beings, and that's what made the Inhumans. Yeah, they talked about that. Okay. Okay. Well, then they already introduced the Inhumans. If they talked no, about that, they haven't. They've talked about. A <laughs> Wait a second. They've talked about a chosen. There's chosen people out there, and there might be a uh, secret city. That's uh, whereabouts are unknown. The only these, that only these <laughs> chosen people can get to. That's what the Diviner is oh, there for. Have you watched Wait. any uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, the first three, three <laughs> episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, the, uh, the, the first season or the second season? Second season. Uh, the Face of My Enemy was the last one I saw. Mm. Wait, which one is the one where she comes to the girl comes back after that? So she's actually back again. Uh, Fitz. Fitz? Yeah. Um, maybe four when, uh, Canary pops up? Yeah. I've yeah, seen I think that that's episode. like four. Yeah. Can- Canary? Mockingbird. 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 The woman that's like Canary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Mockingbird stuff's really good. Yeah. But yeah. You know uh, what? Do we have anything else for Weekend Geek? Uh, more than a tease. Uh, we had 25 minutes shown of Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Uh, gameplay and also Gameplay from uh, the first ever PlayStation Experience Expo uh, in Las Vegas. Wait, that's a thing? Yeah, uh, yeah, thing this year. Never heard of it. And yeah, this game's yeah, gotten pushed ready. back a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were ready to show off 25 minutes of it, though. Uh, and they were excited to show off, uh, you know, him holding the flashlight, running around, climbing walls, shooting Nazis, or whatever he shoots. I don't because it is an Indiana Jones. No, but, but it is an talk, Talking about Uncharted makes me want an Uncharted movie. <laughs> yeah. Shoot Nathan Jones. Drake just lends himself so well to a movie. Sneak Make through. it happen, Sony. Sneak through stop, uh, foliage. Stop making terrible Spider-Man movies and... Fantastic yeah, Four? Hey, they, they, they're they happy with what they've done, sir. Well, that's Fox, though. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's Fox. Uh, we also... Which we still haven't seen anything from that movie yet. No, yeah, no. We, we've seen that little, that, the, the head of thing. And I'm sorry, but, Paul, Paul's no, getting real fidgety. We need actually... to talk about, we need to talk about computer stuff and gaming. Paul's okay. getting real fidgety. Sorry, but no, that okay. thing thing was like a fan related yeah. thing that had nothing to do with the actual movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I was getting fidgety because of how wrong you were. Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. No. You were talking about something. Paul, you love pointing out how wrong I am. Why wouldn't you do that right because on air? Chris was doing it. Already. Chris had it. I trusted him. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, they also showed off Final Fantasy VII coming to the PlayStation 4, Chris. Spring Ooh, of 2015. Is it coming to Xbox 360? Uh, they didn't say, and guess what? It will not be remastered. Boo. So, it's going to be based off the original PC build of the game, so no updates. Oh, Paul. Paul, but Paul, Paul, that's how you played it, so yeah. 
I have it? I have video game news too. Oh yeah, cool. What what we got? Uh, Marvel and Star Wars are going to be folded in and added to Kingdom Hearts. Oh, cool. That's also for PlayStation. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think it is because the Kingdom Hearts games are amazing, and uh, the 2.5 uh, remix just came out last week for PlayStation 3. Ooh. Uh, did you guys hear about this game? Uh, it's gonna there's gonna be a third person multiplayer shooter that lives inside a middle schooler's sketchbook, and it's called Drawn to Death, and it's being created by the developer co-creator David Jaffe. Who gave us God of War? Mmm. Mmm. So, in other games that will never be coming out, the Begging Boardcast video game. <laughs> How much beer can you drink? How many uh, references can you make? <laughs> um, if you're a listener and you can develop stuff for <laughs> iOS or Android and you want to make this game, please let us know over at contactandbeggedboardcast.com. I am pay you, but that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it being the ref, it would be a reference builder, kind of like how Guitar Hero has, you know, the notes scrolling down. It would be words, and you would have to click on the words and let, and then try to build a sentence. Like, kind of in rhythm, but not quite. So, like, why? Wait, uh, John, nope. We are, okay. We, okay. John, Chris, Paul, Paul. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> and that would play out. Why are we friends with Paul? Paul just made the worst banged board video game ever. I know, that's why I said, why are we friends with Paul? That, that would kind of be the game. Like, it would kind of be... Like, let, let's not have you think about it. <laughs> okay, the list. <laughs> Dejected Paul is so much fun. I'm going have a heart attack. <laughs> having a heart attack, make sure you go over to www.begboard.com slash Amazon to do some of your back to, uh, not back to school, back to Christmas shopping. I did some of my uh, Cyber Monday shopping over on Amazon. I got some good deals. I actually got the Teen Titans Earth 1 vol- uh, volume number one, which we'll be talking about in a couple weeks over here on the Begging Boardcast on sale. And hey, you know what? By doing that, I help support the Begging Boardcast, which... If you're listening to us, you probably do that anyways, so why not do it monetarily? And we thank you. We definitely thank you. It uh, helps us buy beer, like the beer that John and I are drinking right now. Oh. And this is another Cezanne, as John mentioned, and this is collaboration number four from Boulevard Smokestack Series. Uh, it's a malt beverage brewed with spices. It is from Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. It's a 7.3 alcohol by volume. Don't really taste it, but it tastes... Uh, I'm enjoying this. This has a nice, uh, like a berry kind of, fruity kind of flavor to it. Yeah, it's definitely better than uh, the first one we had. It's getting a little more closer to those things that I really like about Saison's mm-hmm. and farmhouse sales. Yeah, but this is fruity, and it does have a nice little spice to it. It isn't, you know, the Omegang classic trinity of spices. Right. You know, the old... No, it's still it's definitely a good, a good one. <laughs> Very good. We could have cellared this for two years, but... Um, or a year. 
Yeah, but then we forget about it, and then things go bad. Actually, no. This is best uh, best by 2015. So we sh- we're drinking it right on time. Right on time. Woo. Got it done under the wire. Hey, do you know who this is a collaboration with uh, for the Boulevard uh, Brewery? No. Oma Gang? Oma Gang, really? Oh, yeah, cool. really? Oh, nice. Well, they know their Cezanne, yeah. so there you go. They're owned by Duval. So that makes sense. Uh, the batches were blended uh, post fermentation, so I guess they both brewed a beer and then mixed them together. And mixed them together. No, it's not bad. It's got the nice tight bubbles. <laughs> the first one didn't have that tight Belgian-y bubbles. Okay, You're, you look for almost champagne bubbles when you're talking I, about uh, Cezanne. I, I like the tight yeah, bubbles. You, you need that. Okay, it's like nice that and the spice. That's what <laughs> makes the Cezanne for me. Uh, I like the tart, her tartness that you get from the Bel- Belgian yeast. Yeah, and that's what this, the uh, dual, mm-hmm. the dual had that real yeasty Yeasty-y tart. Tart. Mm-hmm. And this is nice. It's got a nice fruitiness. Still has a little tartness, yeah. and then a little tiny, tiny bit of spice. Yeah, like a nice little kind of like and almost then, banana-y on the tongue. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, your ukulele playing tiny bubbles. Yeah, there you go. There I go. Chris, you said you had two beers for tonight. Um. Yeah, so, my next one is oh. a beer that we've had many times before. Uh, you guys actually talked about it either last week or the week before on the Bang Broadcast. This is Great Lakes Brewing Christmas Ale. Hey! Hey! Um, I talked about wanting to get this. You found it! And not. Um, my girlfriend picked this up because she saw it and wanted to have it. And. I went into this knowing what you guys had said previously, where it's just not where it used to be. And it's not. It's still good. It's still very drinkable. I still like it. But this just does not have that, like, spice punch, like, that nice sweetness. It's basically halfway to where it was previously when we had this. I, I want more from it, and that's sad for me. It, it's it's a real letdown. It really is. Because um, this was like that was our number two. Our, yeah, like this was up there. Like, and I'm hoping that I can find the uh, Southern Tier two X uh, mess around here because we can get other Southern Tier stuff. Um, if you can't, I'll uh, I'll grab a couple of bottles. And I'll set I'm some aside for you. I'm gonna. Like, I didn't get a chance to go to the uh, gourmet store that I usually go to to get my beer. Um, because if anywhere would have it, it would be there. Because I, I need something familiar. I need something that tastes like home. <laughs> um, and, and Great Lakes, you're not it right now. You're still good. I still like it. I'm not gonna drop it down on my um, untapped check-ins at all. Like it's still very good, but it's it's halfway there. It's halfway to what it was. Yeah. Uh, let me know if you can't find it, because I will. Get a couple bottles for you. Trust me, you will. Uh, I'll get a six. I'll get a six pack I'm for in you. The store, like, <laughs> nope, can't do it. Right. Uh, as soon as I held a bottle of the Rum King, the pumpkin, uh, the Rum Age Pumpkin, I sent you a picture of it. So I appreciate that. As soon as I bought those, uh, what should I call it? Perrin. Uh, Perrin beers. I took a picture of them for you. I appreciate it. That's what we do. That's what we do. Best friends. What else do we do? We buy comic books. Do we do we do that weekly? Uh, every so often. Every so often. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, I bought comic books last week. 
in the week before, so two wow. weeks in a row. Ooh, Paul's getting there. Paul's back on weekly. Guess what? Uh, this week I'll be purchasing. Well, Thor- Chris, what are you looking for on uh, December tenth? Go into it though. De- December tenth, buddy. What are you looking forward to for our uh, list? I'm actually looking. Paul, what are you going to get? Ah, uh, I'm going to get what uh whatever Chris is getting. You can't keep throwing it around. You have to read it now. Read it. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> number- That's why I bit my tongue. <laughs> Thor number three. Uh, I've, you know, the first two issues are out and, uh, I've enjoyed them. It's definitely not Thor's mom. Ooh. Yeah. As soon as I read number two, I was like, yep, I was off on a prediction. I think they hinted at it to make you, you know, it was a red herring that they threw your way, and that's why. A uh, blonde herring? Eh, uh, eh, eh. yeah. I haven't read it. Who, who is it? Is it the chick that he was no. helping? It just... yeah, we, we, I'm assuming so, so far, that it's, the shield agent, the yeah. eco shield agent, but uh, they haven't said. They haven't said. It's just all her thought balloons are like, "Wow, uh, suddenly I'm in armor," and it's very, her thought balloons, very modern day English, but she yeah, then speaks in Thor speak. Mm. It's so very it's really like, young. Mm-hmm. Like it feels young, and it feels fresh and fun. She's like, it's, huh. Th- and that's what makes me think that it's not someone like Valkyrie too, because it's something that. This Some, is all new. Yeah, and it's somebody that kind of would doubt herself as a warrior. So, Valkyrie, you want to assume that. Right. Uh, Lady Sif, you want to assume it. She'd be like, no, I. this is Thor's hammer. I know how to yield a weapon. This is like, all right, hammer, uh, how do I fly? Okay, I think I've seen Thor do this. And then I, whoop. So it's probably that shield agent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's, yeah, and it's, it's fun seeing this kind of fresh, you know, very kind of, almost like a very young Spider-Man kind of feel for the character of Thor, who feels so stilted. And only, the only stilted we get thing out of this character right now is the Thor speak, which is fun to read after reading what she actually thought and what is coming out of her mouth. Yeah, sounds fun. It it still works alongside everything, though. Mm -hmm. And it's Jason Aaron writing. Just Jason Aaron being Jason Aaron. Being awesome. With, uh, Malchus having Thor's arm wrapped Ooh. around his neck like it's a, uh, like it's a, hanker- a, uh, shawl or a, why can't I think of the word for scarf? <laughs> no, a, a shawl. Or a scarf. Or a scarf. What, That's what I was thinking. Um, of. who's on art for this book? Uh, that would be Russell Dotterman. Uh, I really feel like I need to read two now. Oh, you should. Yeah, it's I'm fun. surprised you did. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's really good. I've been this I've is... been buying my books, but I've been really bad about reading them. I just got so much stuff going on right now. Yeah. Uh, Russell Dodderman uh, isn't as like sketchy or you know kind of that thing that we were getting from Yesik Rubik Yesik Rubik. But it's, you know, more of that standard comic book fare. Right. But it still works because it seems not as epic. It seems more of a fun, young, superior okay. story. I enjoyed the art in mm-hmm. one. Um, I just never got around to reading yeah. the two. I actually didn't even realize it had come out, but yeah. Yeah, two's fun. I, like, one was a lot of fun, though. Just like the Frost Giants attacking, like, the underwater, underwater base. Like, <laughs> yeah, the research facility or whatever, like. I know, like, 
this is one of those books that I'm I'm glad it's around because it's not your typical Thor book. It's something completely different, but it's its own thing, and it's still it's still Thor though. Mm-hmm. Like the book that John's reading, if he was reading a Thor book, I am uh, reading a Marvel book. Uh, this month, I am going to be picking up Punisher number 13. You're um, still picking this up? I'm still picking it up. I'm still enjoying the book. I'm getting my... Uh, I thought you dropped it with the uh, Black Widow crossover. No, I just was really annoyed with the Black Widow crossover. Okay. Um, I kept going with it, and uh, this issue is going to be the backstory of the Howling Commandos, the new group of commandos. Um, and, th- and these are the people that were like trying to take him out. They've been hired or their mission is to take out the Punisher. And in last, the last issue, they were going to be in for a world of hurt with the Punisher coming back to LA. So it's kind of annoying that this isn't that continuation of the Punisher just breaking ass. Uh, it's, you know, going that, oh, flashback to uh these characters still interested though i'm still like okay yeah want to read it has punisher recruited that cop yet uh no she went out on the streets herself and now she is in jail okay uh, that, that's where i saw the series going <clears throat> if you haven't read it um who's writing this uh it is um here we go it is nathan uh, Edmondson. Okay. Uh, writing it. He's also the one writing the Black Widow series right now, too, and that's why he had the two crossover. But they made, the only thing is they made you feel like you needed to read both issues to continue on with the Punisher, and you really didn't. It was a kind of interesting that the one book, uh, was from Punisher's point of view of taking this ship and then the Black Widow was her version of taking the ship. You didn't need to read both. Um, Do you have the issues still? Yes. Yeah, I bought them okay. both. Okay, because I, I jumped off like right after they introduced um, like Electro. Was it Electro? Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't continued on, but... If you're still picking this up, this is something that I would definitely look into because I really enjoyed it, and I think it's something that should be looked at. It it goes like crazy whirlwind right after like where you jumped off. Like he's in South America, he's in Mexican prison, he's now coming back to the United no, States. Like it's, we're ta- we're talking about Punisher, Fr- not Frank Brian. Frank Castle. Yeah, it's jokes. Uh, jokes. But, uh, no, I've, I've still enjoyed the series. It still is, I think, one of the better tellings of The Punisher. Um, Honestly, like, this series is probably the most I've ever read from a Punisher. Besides the, uh... Oh, who was writing it? Uh, Ennis? Yeah, the Garth Ennis, uh, Steve Dillon Punisher. Yeah. Which you, you picked that up for a while. <clears throat> yeah, I picked that, I picked that up when they were on the nights, and then when they had the... The normal Punisher series. But that was like crazy Punisher. It was still, yeah, but it was still a little darker. They made him older. They made him look like Clint Eastwood in it. Just a big, more, little more muscle bound. Yeah. 
That's also the series where he killed Micro. Mm. And they had Happened. Fucky. What's that? Uh, Barracuda, when he had, like, <laughs> Fuck You written in his teeth. Yeah. And then they got, like, like, knocked out, and it just said, like, Fucky. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, one of my favorite things from that. I was like, who's Fucky? <laughs> that is true. I forgot about that. Uh, Chris, what book are you reading? Um, I'm also looking forward to a Marvel book. And I'm looking forward to Amazing Spider-Man number 11 from Dan Slott and Olivier Coffiel. This is the third part of the uh, Spider-Verse crossover. We're getting a lot of Spider-Verse stories if you're reading all of the Spider-Man books because there's a lot of spin-off stuff happening right now with clone teams and women teams. And I just heard a bottle open over in the uh, studio there. Yep, over in Studio C. John... No, it, it should be C for Chris. I feel like I'm Studio C. Yeah, but we already had Studio A and Studio B, and we were the third studio, so... Okay. So you're know. Studio D. I'm D. Um, I don't know, this is Amazing Spider-Man versus Superior Spider-Man, because we get them both trying to jockey for control or leading of the teams. And it's Peter Parker versus Otto Octavius for that leadership role. Because in Spider-Verse, we have a Otto Octavius, even though he's not Spider-Man anymore. At one point in the Superior Spider-Man series, he got knocked out of time. And he's popping up over here in Spider-Verse. So we have the two of them going head-to-head. For uh, where the team of the universes is... is Spider-Man should go, and what they should do to fight the Inheritors. And this is a crazy amount of fun, and this is what I've wanted from Spider-Man from a long time. And it turns out, I've wanted Spider-Men. <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed all the stuff I've read so far, and I just remembered this afternoon that uh, I made the deal with you that I would buy all the other Spider-Books. Because I'm buying Amazing and Spider-Verse. And the Spider-Verse, so I'll pick up those other ones. Um, so look for that this week for you, buddy. Hey, cheers. And here's the thing. If they're not that good, don't feel the need to. Uh, yeah, if, they, if they're if they not continuing on to be good. But a lot of them look like they're just kind of one-shot kind of a deals. Yeah, like except the, for Spider-Woman, which is an ongoing. Yeah, I was going to just probably buy the stuff that was all tackled into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, if it's got that print on the uh, yeah. cover. Yeah, I'm not going to keep going into like Spider-Woman series if it's not connected. I feel you, bud. Uh, what I really like is that you're not in studio anymore for when uh, the beer just exploded all over the place for you to <laughs> oh, yell out like, sucks. Oh, John, you suck at doing this. I'm just glad uh, that I... Paul, why did you call John out on sucking on doing that? Uh, I'm glad that I called, told him to move his uh, his tablet uh, away from the table before he opened up the last one. Yeah, because if you <laughs> notice, when I went to open this one, I did that. Yeah. Moved it. Yep. It's been... Uh, it's all over the table. Much like... There's no way to see. Uh, no, you're well, doing well, Paul. Don't uh, discount yourself maybe, on that. Maybe you should have uh, either Paul or uh, Chris or myself do this, because we've been doing a bang-up job with these. Okay, go ahead. Bang bang up this job. No, I'm okay. Okay. Uh, 
you know what gets uh, the ladies wet? <laughs> <laughs> Not Paul. <laughs> Not Paul. It's when we uh, put on our sexy voices. Nope. Not Paul. <laughs> and do a dramatic reading. You gotta do the rest. Oh, and now dramatic reading from 52, issue number one, page eight, eight. panel three. Chris, you're reading it. I'm reading it! That's why we sent it, to, yeah, we talked about that before the show. Well, we always send it to him. No, because I picked for Paul, right, I right. picked for Paul, Paul, so you. Paul, Paul, can you, can you redo that? Yeah, right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in. Okay, ready? Okay. And now a dramatic reading from I'm really, fifty-two, I'm, episode just one. To stop you, I'm really looking forward to hearing Chris's booster gold impersonation. Oh, don't put don't that spoil it. Oh, I spoiled it. I'm, I'm not that, editing any of this. And this I'm, is all in the show. No, we weren't. I wasn't okay. expecting that to happen. Okay. And now the Bagman Broadcast presents a dramatic reading from DC's fifty-two, issue number one. Page 8, panel 3. Sometimes, even a superheroes get thirsty. And that was a dramatic reading from DC's 52, issue 1, page 8, panel number 3. And you're and saying... If you want, you're if saying you want that, to check that panel out, make sure you check it out over at bagboard.com at the East Journalist for episode number 239. Yeah, I am saying that, John. You're saying that that gets girls wet? I'm saying that Chris is reading from uh, DC's 52 page, yeah, yeah, <laughs> issue one, panel, page eight, and then panel number three, uh, yeah. No, I the ladies love as it. pitchy as I normally would, because I feel like that's my normal voice, so mm. I tried to go a little bit more bright and hopeful mm, bright as and hopeful. Uh, Booster Goldwood, because mm. he's from the future. That's good. I, I don't know. I'll I'll hear it when I listen to this episode. Yeah, you'll you won't be satisfied with it. Well, he's Play, not, I'm not going to be satisfied. He's not a lady. Should I do it again? No, no. If no. you want. <laughs> and now a dramatic reading for the Bagna broadcast. <laughs> nope. DC's fifty two. Nope. I'm commi- <laughs> I'm committing to what I did. Okay. I made that decision in character. Well, if that's if I mean if that's what you do, you can always be satisfied with picking up uh, Rat Queens Volume One. Because I was, you were satisfied. I was, I was so happy. I was happy that I only had to pay four ninety nine for this, but I would have paid more. You know why you only had to pay uh, four ninety nine? For it on sale. Because it was on sale. Uh, Thanksgiving added plus five to luck. Oh, hey! Because hey. that's going to head us into our main topic, which uh, we're doing our monthly trading policy. And like we said, this is Rat Queen's volume number one, Assassin Sorcery, from over at Image Comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm loading it right now. Okay, and you this vote. was written by... Oh, I had it up. Uh, this was written C- by Curtis, Curtis Weeb, Weeb. Or Wybe, I'm not sure. Uh, art by Rock Upchurch. Uh, art and covers. Letters by Ed Brisson. And editor edits by Laura Tavishity. Tavashi. And this was actually Tavish. recommended to us from one of our listeners. So, uh, Jonathan, thank you very much for telling us to check this out. Yes, thank you very much. Cause 
I bought all the issues after this volume, too. Uh, this follows the uh, traveling adventures of a little medieval town. Uh, I forget the name of it. It starts with a P. Yeah. Palisade. Palisade. Uh, and there are rival gangs who have earned a lot of money from their adventures and have nothing better to do in town than throw parties and drink, which leads to some griping from the actual townspeople. Yeah, they're not happy with all the fights and uh, mm-hmm. things being broken, and uh, even the mayor's had it with them. Uh, which leads them to being like, okay, that was your last party. You guys promised me it would be your last party. Now you're going to do some dungeon time, or you have to take these adventures. So what happens is the mayor sends all these mercenary groups on different quests. Uh, the mercenary groups, including... Uh, Rat Queens. The titular Rat Queens. The titular, titular Rat Queens. Uh, uh, my favorite, Four Daves. Right. Uh, Peaches, <laughs> the Brother Ponies, and then Obsidian Darkness. Uh, their Obsidian Darkness's quest was to clean out the local shitters. <laughs> uh, right there. That's, that's what we're dealing with. It's a kind of tongue-in-cheek fantasy fun, uh, you know, it's like... Over the top. Over the top, just kind of you know, modern day kind of toilet humor plus sec- a lot of lot lots of sexual window window and drug references and not just references, just drug use. Um, so it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim, uh, but set actually in that you know medieval kind of du- Dungeons and Dragons time. Yeah, this is a series that knows what it is and wants to play to those tropes and have a little bit of fun with them, like. And it, and it does not, it perfectly. Yeah, it's not playing to that trope just to do like, hey, this is what every series it do, does. It does it because, well, no, this is what every series does. And it's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And going into this, like, I knew this was a series that has been coming out for a while. And people really seem to enjoy it. But I never looked into it. And I'm surprised it's not something that we talked about before because... John always picks image number one <laughs> to talk about on the show, but somehow Rat Queen's number one escaped us. It didn't tickle us fancy, you know? Uh, eight months ago, something utterly bizarre and horrible came out that I did buy. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> haven't talked about since. <laughs> uh, this deals with the four uh, lead characters from the Rat Queens, a mystic elf, a... You know, that's kind of like your sorcerer leader of the group. Named yeah, I, like she's a Hannah. Sorcerer, sorcerer mage type. Mm-hmm. You have the squid worshipping or ex squid worshipping uh, girl. Well, her that, family was. Th- that's a cleric. D. D. You have the smidgen thief. A, a smidgen's almost like a, a gnome, hobbit or a gnome. Kind of. Like a gnome, a, or, gnome or halfling. A halfling. Yeah. Uh, Betty. Uh, who's also sex and drug, uh, drug obsessed. <laughs> Everything she makes has mushrooms in it. <laughs> yeah. And then you have your dwarf warrior who, you know, yields a designer sword, ironically, and also, also uh, shaves her beard. Uh, before it was cool. Violet. Violet. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. And those are your, your rat queens, and, uh. And they're pretty badass. They're pretty badass, and antics ensue, as I like to say. And antics, too. I'm sorry, I can't talk. It's okay. 
Um, I'm going to put this out there before we... I love this book. Am I the only one? No, it was no. good. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was... Uh, leaned a little on the crude humor a little bit more than I thought it would. Uh, but it worked. Uh, favorite Rat Queen? Hannah. Violet. Betty. Really? <laughs> I like Betty. But, like, I like that, um... I, I thought she was... Like, like spoilers. Okay, spoilers are always in effect yeah. for when we do this. I like when they're having their victory party at the end. She's making, like, candy apple martinis. And it's just because it has candy in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Candy, booze, and drugs. The three things... Oh, no. There's three ingredients that she loves, uh, yeah, but she can't figure... But she hasn't figured out how to, put, how to put that into drinks yet. But, like, when she... When it's like, alright, we need to go break into this guy's place. And then they have, like, her, like, nah, we can't do it. This guy wasn't involved in it. She breaks that down. I thought that was fun. Like, uh... Like Sherlock, almost. Yeah. Um, and then when she goes back to sneak into the place, and then she, um, what was it, the uh, old lady, what was her name? Old Lady Bernadette. Old Lady Bernadette. She's not old! She's <laughs> only 39, gosh darn it. Like, that stuff was, like, to me that was fun. Like, she's mm-hmm. she's one of the most fun characters. Like, I liked all the characters, but because she's the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was a little one-note with the whole... Uh, sex, drugs, and a rock and roll kind of bit. Well, that's why her note changes when she's the one that is going to be the one breaking in, and she shows that one she's older than all of them. She talks about you know her history um, in a couple spots, but then she also like when she's going to break into that place. Like, no, you didn't notice that his his uh, scrolls had salt water stains on them, and. You know, you, and he went to this place. Yeah, and I used to too. This long. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more to her than that. She's just of that age where nothing really matters except sex and drugs and rock and roll. And I think you both bring up a really good point. Is because this so much plays with those tropes and the one notedness of it that by the end of this trade, you get a little bit more of each of these characters, like the. uh like the priest, or D? no, like she's a cleric. D, like you get like that hint of her home life, and mm-hmm. she's almost like the shut-in. And while like everyone else is at the party, she's going through the books, like reading up on stuff. And Hannah's you such have, a bitch. You have a character at the beginning, but then by the end of this book, you have a character. Like they've been introduced, you've gotten to know them, mm-hmm. and then you get. They get their hooks in you. And yeah. that's something that I kind of didn't expect until I got through all of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, Violet's like the stick your guns. I'm cool, but I'm not cool because I did this before. It was cool. Before it was not cool. And then you get her twin brother at the end. And she, at that point, they're a character that has had depth added to them. And you're like, oh, this is someone that I've been watching and enjoying every page or panel that they're in, but now I care. And that's kind of what surprised me about this, because it's it starts off as one note, but by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I want more. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I picked up the rest of the issues. And uh, even like the Sawyer character, yeah, interesting. Yeah, cool. 
you know, in the beginning, you just think he's just this kind of guy, and then by the end of it, he's... Well, you know, he has some sort of run-ins with uh, yeah, the got, assassins beforehand. He's got a history, and uh, I, it's... Okay, complete sidebar. I wanted something more and something awesome from that assassin, because as soon as I would see him pop up, I'd be like, this guy's going to be cool. And, and then he's dead. And then he's dead, <laughs> and I was like... We, we could have done something more. Like, you could have stretched this out into the second volume. And he would have had my attention. Like, yeah, congrats, he did it in one. Yeah, but... but you could have stretched this out. And I hate when you stretch things out. Wait, what? I, okay, I don't he... like when people stretch things out. Like, I don't like that decompress, like, okay. decompressing in comic books. Like, but he could have stressed this sooner, out. Do it. This is one of those things that they could have stretched out and... It could have been an overarching story arc that I would have been like, yeah. But also, it's, I want to know. It's introducing these characters, and that Sawyer character, who's going to be someone who's going to be throughout these books, mm-hmm. has some tie-in with those yeah. assassins. So it's going to be those assassins are going to be brought back again. Mm-hmm. That's and they're just they're just a faceless assassin meant to get killed. Yeah, yeah. They are, but it was cool when it's you a, first saw him pop up. It is cool. It's a, one of those storylines that it will be bubbling <clears> underneath, slowly building up pressure, and then all of a sudden uh, it'll explode onto the page, much like the spear that John opened up ah, ah. and exploded all over his pages. This is our 2013 Cezanne Brett. This is made with the uh, Brett yeast strand. Sometimes you have to do a segue and then keep on explaining the segue so John gets the segue. I was I was actually just listening to you and didn't realize that's what you were doing. Um, and this beer is coming up on its its 2015 is its Best Buy um, uh, date February in there in uh, 2015. So we said, hey, we really should drink this now. Mm-hmm. Um, good, yeah, still yeah. really good. I think I like this the most out of all of them. I think it's got a little more character. It has all those rich spicy notes that you want it lacks a little bit of it still has a nice tartness it's you know the last one we had had a nice fruitiness to it uh the duel had the nice kind of citrusy and then that heavy tart and then an earthy tone to it this is more what i think when i think of Cezanne. yeah uh it's a good balance that goes in between the two though mm-hmm. um but really really i really like it like i I poured my second glass, but it poured all head. Like, it's just that yeast is really active in there, really causing some damage with this pour. But great flavor. Um, Definitely glad that we held on to it. I don't remember how... I think we enjoyed it, because I had two bottles of this. We drank it Mm -hmm. fresh, and then we're going to age it. But it's really good. It, It is a nice... What, what alcohol on uh, on this again? I'm sorry. 8.5. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's something that I would want to take slowly and enjoy. Nice sipping, sipping saison. Not the, like the other one, uh, other two I thought I could drink drink a little faster. This one has, like you said, more character and a little bit more robust in the flavor. And also that higher alcohol kind of makes it worthy to sip a little bit more. It does, but I drink I drank mine too fast. I know. So did you. I don't I'm think, almost done. Yeah. I know. I think we finished that faster than the other ones. Well, because, you know why? Because when you poured mine, it was mostly all head. 
Uh, that's because it exploded when I opened it. Uh, yeah, it explodes, much like uh, a lot of these action in Rat Queens. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Uh, and the action is a lot, it is a lot of fun, um, when they are fighting, when they're fighting that giant troll in the beginning, or at the end when they're fighting all those trolls. Uh. This, this is one of those books almost like Invincible when things get bloody and violent. They get bloody and violent quick. (laughs) And that's what I like about it though, because it's so straight laced and, like, plays it cool almost. Mm-hmm. And Rat Queen's not so much as Invincible, because this is a little bit more, like, fun. Uh, I, I don't know, I like when it gets violent. Like, when Sawyer cuts off the assassin's hands, and you're just like, oh, okay, he's done. Yeah, but you're also like, oh shit, Sawyer's a badass. Right, who's expecting that, because he comes off real... Like, straight-laced and like, yeah, nope, so I'm following the rules, and I with their rules... But then, like, right after all that, it's like, he even says, he's like, yeah, I'm town, like, or I'm captain of the guard for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, uh, Rock Upchurch's art for this book is perfect. It fits perfectly. Um, it's got that fun when it needs to be action. It's, the action is done really, really well. And, uh, it fits the tone of this book perfectly. It does. Uh, I, the one concern I had going in is like, oh, Rat Queens. It's about four girls. It's in comic books. Are these four girls going to be heavily sexualized? Are they going to be over the top? Like, and then I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, they're going that route where like this one girl, Betty's all about sex. And are these all going to be just like over the top kind of sexualized characters? And every once in a while, I felt like, oh, Violet's a dwarf. But then, you know, sometimes she's drawn kind of stout like a dwarf. And then other times she's drawn, it seems a little slimmer. And I'm like, okay, I don't really get her body type. Uh, I, I don't think it stays consistent. Like, I can see that. Like, for the most part, I felt she was a little bit, like, more short and stout. But then sometimes it else. seems like she looks a, a lot leaner. And I'm like... Okay, I, you know, right. so, sometimes the body shapes kind of uh, uh, switch up a little bit, and they all seem to have, like, oh, Betty's just a shorter of the same, you know, athletic build. They're all, I understand they're all adventures and everything, so, but a dwarf, you would think, you know, stout and strong. and I Like, I've just flipped through the entire second issue, and she kind of stays that, stoutier, smaller, a little wider hips throughout the whole thing. I know, there was at least three or four panels. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, is that Vi- Yeah, that is Violet. Okay, and yep. It didn't seem like well, it. She's, it's she's the redhead. Mm-hmm. It's easy to know which one she is. Oh, that's... That's my that's one of oh, my yeah. problems. You're colorblind. No, no, it's just being like, no, she's the redhead. All girls can look alike except, you know, change the color of their hair. It's fine. It's, you know, no, that like, kind of I'm I'm going through like look at her and her when she's talking with her brother and she's not wearing armor. It looks like she's a little like look at her arms. Like suddenly they're really lean and not you like, know I'm that go- stout muscle. I'm going muscular. through looking at like she's still She's not stocky at any point. Like, yeah, she might look a little bit lean, 
But then when you compare to everything else that's going on, she's definitely um, a little bit shorter and wider than everything else that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I know of a chance, like, she doesn't have arms like tree trunks, but I think that's just in the character design, because... Right. Yeah. Like, I, But if you're making all the characters that slimmer, kind of athletic build when one's supposedly a dwarf and, you know... E- e- I, I kind of want different body time, types. She's still always like taller than um, Smidgen. Yeah, the Smidgen. She's taller than Betty. She's taller. And always shorter than Hannah and Dee. And mm-hmm. she does have wider. She does have wider hips than right. the yeah, rest she's, of them. She's, she's all hips. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's a that's a thing. You know, it's just being like, no, she's got the childbearing hips. The other ones are, you know, more the. You know, it's this kind of what? Okay, what are you looking for? I want her. She's a dwarf, you want her right? stocky, real I want, fat. I want her stock. I want her built like a real strong warrior, like that dwarf kind of. You know, a dwarf warrior, like a male dwarf. Well, warrior. they make the jokes that she would wear a beard normally. Yeah, but she'd shaved it off like that. She might be even so. You want her to have? You want her to look like the one Dave here, where he's got a big belly. Yeah. yeah. So you, you want her you want her fat. No, even, stocky and tall. Even like, when you look at it, like a brick later like a on rock, like when you see her like brother. Stone. Like mm-hmm. her brother, like he's a little bit more muscular, but he's by no means like Yeah. Like fat. Like he's not really I don't need her like, Yeah, but I I want her to see some some muscle on her arms though, not this you know this she breaks that sword with a single swing. But then her body is drawn, still very, you know, overly feminine for, you know, that kind of warrior dwarf. I wouldn't say overly. Like, if I'm looking at the panel where she's breaking the sword, like, yeah, she's thinner, but it's not like her. But it's also, is you're not completely like, in like it, arms like tree trunks. Either. In those scenes, too, you're not seeing her whole body. You're just seeing a little bit of the top half of her body. And maybe you see like her legs a couple times, but you're not like you're not seeing her standing. It yeah. looks like two normal people, like not normal people, but it looks like two average height people because mm-hmm. her brother has muscle definition on her on his arms, but they're not huge. But they're not huge, and she has how much ar- uh, muscle definition on her arms? Not much. She's got feminine arms. Well, she doesn't need to have feminine. She's a warrior. She doesn't, you know. You I don't think want we're to... getting off on a weird tangent. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, it doesn't bother me. Okay, in it, the it book. Bo- all I'm saying is it bothered me. This is the these are the things that I noticed that I'm pointing yeah, out. That's and fine. Then, okay, so yeah. you agree that they're there. It just didn't bother. You. Yes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because even if like I'm um. I don't know what issue it is. Hold on, I'm gonna go back. But there's like a uh, panel where it's like all four of them, and you see just like the uh, proportions of everyone compared to everyone else. It's on page 45 of the trade of 130, like panel one. Like you see, she's definitely shorter and suckier, and she has like the leaner arms. Okay, I'm I'm, I, like, I'm ready at, at to no move point on. Do from I it. feel like oh, she, like yeah. she needs to be wider, like she needs to be thicker, like mm-hmm. that's just the character. That's how she's drawn. 
I think you're kind of getting stuck up into that, like, oh, she's a dwarf. She needs to be wider than wide. She needs to be square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I just wanted and, to and, be and always... a little more, a little more ripped. You wanted, yeah, like, I wanted a little arms muscle. like tree trunks. No, just muscle definition. Especially when she's standing next to her twin brother, who's also a warrior, and she's the one. I thought we were moving on. Anyways, <laughs> this, where, no, this where is... she's the one that breaks the, the guy's sword, yet her arms look like anybody, all the other girls' arms. You know, and she doesn't look any more muscular than the cleric. You know, she doesn't look any more muscular than the sorceress. And I, I see where you're and coming from. I, I, I would say, yeah, and maybe a little more one of those lines to show, like, bicep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that, Paul. But also, Paul, it's almost 240 episodes. You should know that we say, like, oh, let's move on, and then we go right back into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoy the book. I enjoy it so much, uh, and I'm so happy that it was recommended to us. I bought six, seven, and eight. I'm going to be looking forward to nine. Um, yeah. where the this book is one of those books, like I'm glad I read it, and I really thought I would be the only person that enjoyed it, just because I've been playing so much Diablo <laughs> three lately, <laughs> and I've been wanting to play World of Warcraft. That I thought that this was hitting me because, like, I'm in that kind of low fantasy, like scratching that itch. Like I thought that this was hitting me in that way, like because this is what I want. Because I haven't read a comic book like this in a long since. time. <laughs> I'm trying to think the last thing I read like this. And what was the uh, was it cross gen with the female archer sojourn? That's, yeah, that's honestly what I was thinking. Like, yeah, me I too. Read like this, that was good. It was it was really good. <laughs> um, and like I said. I thought I was alone, and I thought that was my reason for liking it, because this is the kind of book that I wanted for where I'm at right now. So I'm glad to be told that I'm wrong on that. Uh, yeah, and like um, this afternoon, I was sitting on the couch reading comic books. My girlfriend was sitting on the couch reading this, and she's giggling. Like, every once in a while, you just hear this giggle come from her. <laughs> she she enjoyed the book, Um and it's it's been a fun thing for both of us to like read and talk about. She started and reading that's... it over my shoulder, and then every once in a while I'd, I'd read a line to her, and she would laugh. Like, there's some really funny lines in this book. And that's the thing about this book because you start reading it, and you're like, okay, it's a fantasy swords and sorcery book, and then you get Hannah flicking someone off, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, no, this is the Swords and Sorcery book that's told with that modern sensibility where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this shit's kind of ridiculous. This is the, uh, the, the, uh, the snowball <laughs> and, uh, Felcher. The Felcher. And Snail Trail. To, yeah, exactly. Like, to the, the actual comic book. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it knows what it is and it's gonna have some fun with it. Yeah. It takes well, a- yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, the only, the I I know we spent like ten minutes on my only nitpick <laughs> on it. That's that's what we do. That's that. It was a go quick back to our avatar. <laughs> no, that one deserves every single second of this 
disparaging remarks that can have upon it. I still don't see why you were so upset. <laughs> You guys I'm, so I'm sorry, you're going to get punched, dude. <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh, podcast. <laughs> no, I think it's definitely worth a read. I think it is funny. It is you. You have to take. You have to be ready to. If you're looking for like a serious Conan style book uh, with four Red Sonias in it, it, this is not it. It's well, even like the the. Um... The title of the book, Sass, Sass and, and Sorcery. Sorcery, should be a warning for you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think the book fires on all cylinders. Um, I think, I think it's great. I th- I'm so glad that it was recommended. Yeah, because this is something that I probably wouldn't have checked out on my own because if you're to go online and read just the synopsis of it, it might not hit you as something that, like, okay, I'm going to pay money, read this, continue to read this, and tout its strengths to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, hey, when you're doing a podcast and someone's just like, hey, check this out. I think you'd like it. And you take note, like, yeah, like, I like this. Um, I, yeah. I hate John for not picking this up, like... <laughs> Like, yeah, I can I only like pick up, and I like fantasy stuff. So uh, there's this image number one coming out that I'm gonna read. I can because, only pick uh, up so many new number ones. You guys just stay with the same old bullshit every yep. and week. You know what? Every month we continue to buy that same old bullshit because we. It's good bullshit. It's, it's good. It's, <laughs> even if it's not you're, good, you're it's never trying good. anything new. And I'm sorry I missed one good thing. Hey. Uh, guys, I feel like the real need right now. I really want to look back and see what you bought this month. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> want to apologize that I never picked up uh, X Factor number one right now. Because <laughs> who knows? Maybe that's the maybe that's the X Factor that got good. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we just assumed you did. Maybe you did, and you don't want to admit to it. Nope, did not pick it up. <laughs> no, because you you looked at like the preview pages and you were like, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Uh, well, listeners. But what if that's where it got really good, Paul? Uh, I'm uh, sure listeners it, it didn't because know. it got canceled. Yeah. Well, I knew that it wouldn't because Peter David's like, uh, no, I feel good that this is where I'm leaving X Factor. Other another writer can go pick it up and uh, take these characters someplace else and you know play with it. And mm-hmm. then no other writer wanted to pick it up. No one wanted. How long it. until Peter David comes back to tell the X Factor story uh, when, he's always wanted to tell? When Two he, more months. Yeah, when he realizes that he's not hired to write anything else. He had a really good Hulk run. Did you read it? No. But so look forward to next month when we talk about Peter David's The Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We already decided and talked about and discussed. It'll be Teen Titans Earth One. Yeah. By one of Paul's other favorite writers, <laughs> Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire. Ah, really? Good. I enjoy Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Me too. Hopefully you like this, because I did. Dude, that'll be... So we went from a Jeff Lemire book to a non-Jeff Lemire book, back to a Jeff Lemire book. So every other monthly look back, every other trading policy is going to be a Jeff Lemire book? No, you okay, just well, made us read well, Essex <laughs> County. Let's, let's, do the, let's do the math, because next month's my pick. Uh-huh. Then it's and then mine. The month after that's John. So what are the chances of Oh, but then the month after that's Paul again. Yes. Uh, 
looking look forward to Stray Dogs from Jeff Lemire. I'm gonna punch you in the face. You didn't face. even finish that series, Paul. <laughs> nope, but I will for the look back. <laughs> I'd rather and read Sweet Sue. After that, look forward to the bang broadcast where it's just Paul, because he's <laughs> alienated all of his friends. <laughs> 239 episodes in and haven't done it yet. We're actually still surprised you're friends with us. (laughs) Smooth segues. (laughs) Great beer. Comic talk. The Magnum Boardcast. If we didn't drink beer most of the time, he would have kicked us out long ago. Nope. Magna board's all about hockey. The boards are what you get checked into. Yep. And how bored you are when there isn't a fight. The fights, you know, they really... And you're not into the fights anymore? I've never really been. Kate Kate is the one that's into the fights. Uh, we don't care about her. She well, always... It's just because she hopes they take their shirts off. No, no, Kate always hopes that they pick their teeth off the ice. Kate wants to see a tooth get knocked out. Mm. What okay, about... I'm going to say... Anything could happen at any sporting game I go to. They call them that, right? Sporting games? <laughs> yeah, like it's one, the, like the it's Super one Bowl. thing to get like the football that someone scored when they made like a touchdown or a field goal. It's completely <laughs> different to get the tooth that someone had knocked out of their head. Like, do they ever just throw those into the stands, Paul? I, I think that would be illegal because, you know, it's medical waste at that point. Be kind of cool though. It'd be so cool. Be like, I would be eh! like, you would have a necklace of hockey players' teeth that you've gotten off of the ice. I wouldn't make a necklace out of them. You, Maybe a keychain. You, you want to now volunteer as one of those uh, people that clean up the ice? You know, in between play. The Zamboni? No, no, not the Zamboni people. The people with the shovels that get the corners. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh the corner people. How much does that pay? I don't know, but you get to watch the games for free. Oh, but then I have to do well, work the during the game. It doesn't come yeah. down to how much it pays. It comes down to how much you can eBay that tooth for. <laughs> yeah. And also all those hats that you get when they score a hat trick. A hat trick is when a one player, a single player, scores three goals in one game. Yeah, but game. isn't there like those like those teams with assholes where they throw like squids on the? Uh, that's only the uh, Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings, during the playoffs. Mm. Mm. Because it used to signify that you just needed eight wins to get into the Stanley Cup Finals. Really? Is that where that came? Yes. So that you know they were saying that oh they're gonna just it's just gonna take eight wins, eight legs on the squid on a octopus. So is that true? Yes. No, I meant like about the eight wins. Yes, it used to be you know before they expanded the playoffs. The, the number do you the think playoffs. current day they allow these people to come in with the squids, or do they make them buy the squids? They hide the squids and bring them in. They sneak them in. Yeah, but they're so, like, checky about everything now. Right, but you can still sneak yeah, them in. Do you think pet. there's a guy that's selling squids there, though, no. for the guy that forgot? No, because... Squids here! Get your squids! No. They... they for, they actually Jack's bring, popcorn. They actually squid. bring this, like, uh, weird mascot squid down, you know, during this. Detroit Red Wing games, you know, during the playoffs. Do you think that, like, they take all the squids and then they give it to a guy and he makes calamari? No. Probably wouldn't. Well, he could, and maybe at home, but he can't sell it. He definitely would not be allowed to sell it. No, he just comes by and he's like, hey, I'm gonna make a lot of calamari. 
Hello, me and Mario. This is the worst ending to the episode I think we've had. <laughs> this is getting really weird. I was actually so laughing. Like, it was like, Paul's always like, I gotta go to bed, guys. But then we, we teased them with hockey, so he's like, <laughs> Well, uh, this is my time to shine on the podcast. Uh, All I'm saying is she's a dwarf and a strong warrior, and yet she's not drawn with the muscle tone and the arms that signifies what she is. It it seems like she's just drawn as a quote-unquote girl character instead of a warrior character first that is a girl. I gotcha. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> I actually hurt myself. <laughs> I hit the upper registers there. If you uh, enjoy Chris's pain as much as we do, you should let us know over on iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review there. Better or yet, email us at contactatbangborecast.com or individually at chrisjohnorpaul at bangborecast.com. What I think is funny is you think people are still listening. They're like, these nerds are talking about sports. I'm not listening to this. Sports. <laughs> Better yet, tell your friends about us. Uh, if they have any inkling to talk about hockey and or comic books and or girls that are muscularly or not muscularly drawn. And or beer. <laughs> and or beer. Definitely include beer. Uh, let them know. Uh, they might have fun listening to us. And if they don't, then I don't know. You should not be friends with them anymore and just, you know, write them off in your life. You only have so much time. And most of that time needs to be listening to us. And if you have a book you want us to check out, just like our listener did, let us know over at Contact the Bang Broadcast on the Facebook, on the Twitter. Even if you see us on the street and say, like, hey, you should read this book. Uh, Texas Wingnut, thank you very much for bringing this book to our attention, because we definitely missed the boat on this. I missed the boat on it. I'm sorry, guys. I said us, but okay, you brought the attention back to you. John missed the boat. <laughs> It's the holidays. What better gift is there than telling us what books we should be reading? And also... Or what books we should be think, buying for think, each other. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on. Because uh, I want to bring this back to the uh, monetary, because this is us begging you for money, but not begging you for money. If there's something you want to get someone for the holidays, go to bagnaboard.com slash Amazon, because they'll link you through to Amazon, but we'll get 10% of whatever you spend. And that doesn't increase the cost to you at all. Actually, no. it's the same prices from if you just went to Amazon.com, except, you know, they see that, oh, no, this guy went to Amazon through this webpage, and therefore, uh, thank you, that webpage, meaning us. Thank you. And Amazon gives us that money, some money. Thank you. Yeah. It's I nice. like money. And I like you getting what you want for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know what your parents would love? Letting them know, knowing about this show. Your parents would love it. You should tell them all about it. Yeah. Uh, make sure you let people know you're listening to us. So share it over on the Facebook or over on Twitter. Okay. We went on way too long at the end. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Most of that was hockey talk ball. Yeah, but that's enjoyable and everybody loves hockey. No. Bagged and boarded. <laughs> <laughs>